Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Lucky Ransom. Welcome back to Anime Casuals. I'm your host, Lucky, and sorry about the late start to the episode today. Usually I get these out at about, uh, what is it, like maybe 9 or 10 o'clock Central, Central Standard Time? And I've been, today's my cheat day, and I've just been eating stuff, and I'm half dead as I speak right now. Anyway, I have been, uh, just to give you guys a little report on what I've been doing, I've been uh, watching a ton of fairy tale. I'm trying to, I'm trying to finish this damn series, bro. Uh, I, I had to, I had to plow through, although it was a pretty good experience. Um, I'm trying not to spoil too much of this, but fairy tale zero, which is showing how the original, oh, fairy tale, the, the, sorry, if you never watched fairy tale, fairy tale is a, as a wizard guild and fairy tale zero <clears throat> talks about the, the origin of that guild, like how they started it, where the name comes from. It was a really cool, it was a really cool uh, thing. It just took me a while. Like, you know, when you start something new, like a new arc in anime, it kind of starts off slow and stuff. Uh, kind of started off that way too i didn't know how um i didn't know how fast they were going to be with it um and i'll be real with you if i was watching this week to week i probably wouldn't have stuck with it um but since i was watching it all consecutively it all seemed to work out pretty well so uh overall not too bad it's got what do they call it? fairy tale zero or something like that so uh but anyway let's go over to the anime subreddit and get some of these answer some of these questions bro answer some of these questions uh you know i'll start off with start off with this one because this is actually an interesting question so it says who are the worst written female characters in anime mikasa ackerman and sakura haruno are pretty bland have no real mo motivations and have an unbear well okay huh i don't know if i completely agree with the real motivations part i can agree with the blandness though and have an unre unbearable obsession with a guy oh okay well i guess that maybe answers that can't stand either or either of nor what the hell what can't can't stand either i can't stand the ardent fans defending bad writing okay whatever um uh let's see here uh itching to know what you think so sorry that i had to cough off screen um uh off mic sorry so Mikasa, hmm, I don't know. Is she bland? So she's bland, but I think that's what her character is supposed to be because of what she's went through. Sakura, I will always shit on Sakura, bro. I am always shitting on Sakura. It's just not going to end. Although I will say she is a lot better than 1010. And we do get, the problem is they don't go into her backstory at all. You know, because, you know, all of her backstory is, is seen through fillers and, well, movies, which are filler as well, right? Um, so, or that are non-canon. Right, so at least to me, it doesn't make any any freaking sense, right? Because when we're looking at it, like I, we barely know her parents, right? If you if you guys have seen the fillers with her parents in it, it's like what well, her dad's got like this crazy, uh, crazy freaking hairdo. I can't remember it very well. And then is her mom's blonde? I'm like, where do you get, where did you get the pink hair from? But you know, whatever. Uh, but I don't know. Is hmm, yeah, no real motivations. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because if you add the last part, right, they have an unbearable obsession with the guy. Yeah, that is true. Um, I don't think Mikasa is as unbearable as. Oh no, maybe it is. Yeah, especially in more recent season seasons of the anime. I won't. I won't go into that for spoiler reasons. But yeah, no. Now that you mention it, <clears throat> that is kind of uh, that is kind of weird, right there. Um, I, I don't know who is the, the worst written, right? Because. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you one that they kind of 
they they were almost messing up, and it was Tamaki from uh, from Fire Force. Uh, she's the the girl with like the fire cat powers and stuff. Uh, they were kind of messing her up a little bit. I, I think she she started getting some redemption stuff. But I I gotta admit I was agreeing with Johnny a little bit where they said where he was saying like you know not they they were going a little too hard with the lucky Letcher stuff that they that they were doing. Um, man, you know I I like Mikasa though. I I think she's got a she's got a uh, I think she's got a a good backstory, man. Like when when we see her getting defended by Aaron and you know all that kind of stuff, and then eventually she's the one pretty much defending Aaron from then on out. You know what I mean? Um. I think of Ad Bleach's Orihime. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I can definitely agree with that one. Um, you know, the, the problem with Orihime is that she is in love with the main character. The problem is the main character is in love with somebody else, but they never gave her any other features to like to to rely on, right? If you're not gonna be the love interest of the main character, and by the way, this goes for reverse harems as well. Uh, you need to you need to have something else going for you. You can't just have the fact that you're in love with the main character. You have to have something else going for you. I'll give you an example. I was just watching uh, Kotura Kotura-san, and there's a character in there that is <clears throat> that's not a main love interest of the of one of the characters, right? She's they're kind of a love triangle. Uh, and this girl just happens to know like karate and is fucking awesome too. So she's got something going for her. Orihime has some stuff going for her. But it's not enough, man. It's not enough to. Uh, it, it, she's she's definitely got some cool powers, but you don't, you know, when you see the, um, oh man, the in the uh, Espada arc, you know, when you see that guy who also has Orihime power, Orihime's power, you you don't see her ever use that kind of power. I mean, I I've never seen it, right? So I don't know. I'd like to see a little bit more. I would have liked to see it a little bit more from her. Um, granted, I will say this: I have not read all of the uh, the Quincy arc. So not sure how that panned out, but I'm going to assume that she's also on the back burner. Also, just a little side note here, even though he's, you know, obviously he's not a girl, but uh, Wasato or Chad, like I really thought they could have done more with that character. I really thought they did a disservice to Chad. Um, well, to be honest with you, Chad or Hime and Ishida, if the Quincy arc didn't happen, right? So there's, there's a lot they could have done. They, you know, you could tell that those characters kind of got, the, the short end of the stick but you know that is what it is it's kind of like the naruto syndrome like when you have too many characters you can only have like one or two like main characters to really go with or else you know you're kind of screwed so um somebody else said asana from sword art online yeah that's a pretty good one you know although it's hard to hmm it's hard to say because you know obviously she's a gamer girl it's not like kirito had all that much going for him either right like <laughs> dude they were they were a match made in heaven because they're both freaking uh they're both freaking geeks that have no real like uh have no real uh they have no real um whatchamacallit uh substance to them right and th by the way that's not on the voice actors performances although i i mean i'm not the biggest fan of them i'll just be real with you but uh listen i i either way sort of online was fun and all but yeah i really I really think that they, but then again, like I said, I mean, if you, <laughs> this is not really derogatory for gamers, but if you've ever been in a gaming lobby, I mean, there's not all that much substance there. You know what I mean? There's not all that much substance. It's just a bunch of people talking shit or, you know, saying random stuff and you're like, eh, no, okay, whatever the fuck you're talking about. Uh, so somebody else said Noel Silva. Hmm. 
I don't think so. I th- I think this is where I have to disagree. Um, because because with Noel, right? She she and especially if you've watched like the more recent parts of of the anime, I don't think I don't think that's true at all. Um, then again, I I don't know which part you're talking about. Like, because if you've only seen the first two seasons, right? I mean, yeah, you'd, you'd probably say Noel Silva. If you start watching the end, I mean, dude, even actually like halfway through, she becomes a vital part of the anime. So, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Um, and they also did did mention out Tamaki basically becomes a fan service. Um, they, she basically becomes the main focus for fan service in Fire Force. So, yeah, there is that as well. Um, so, yeah, I'll go ahead and leave that. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts? I, I, I know there are probably a lot, but I mean, dude, there's a lot of fucking male bad, like bad written characters, dude, that are male. And it's just, uh, and I think some of it has to do with the fact that they put too many of their eggs in one basket, right? Like when I was, when we were talking about like all these really massive animes, like they have so many characters in them that they kind of have to be shot down a little bit. Now attack on Titan doesn't get a pass, right? Because Sasha was a great, uh, it was a great character and had a great re obviously, I mean, it was more fleshed out in the more recent season, but you get to see like why she's so hungry all the time, why she is such a good hunter and all that kind of stuff. So you get to see all of that, <clears throat> excuse me, all of that stuff uh, as the anime goes on. But, uh, and there are obviously other character, other, other female characters in Attack on Titan that are, that are absolutely like fleshed out and, you know, have a lot of uh, substance to them. So, um, let's see the next post here. Know any isekai that doesn't take place in some medieval fantasy RPG world? Oh, that's a hard, that's a hard question. And I think, you know, I think the real reason why we have so many of these is because of the RPG. Typically, isekais go into an RPG setting. And now I will say that you can argue. The problem is when we're talking about this, you're, you have to be, you have to be talking, you know, you have to be very specific, right? Because just because something is, is in, is behind a technology, it doesn't mean that it's in a medieval fantasy, right? I wouldn't say that Ray Zero is exactly in a medieval fantasy. Actually, no, now that I look at it, maybe it is because they have knights and stuff. I don't know. We still have knights today, right? So doesn't that mean we're living in a medieval fantasy? I don't know. But, um, um, yeah, dude, it's really hard. I mean, the only one I can think of is Tanya Saga of Evil because of the... Uh, mainly, mainly because the the characters are. I, I guess it's like a World War II setting. I'm not too sure. I've never seen it before. Uh, another one somebody actually mentioned on here, Devil's a Part Timer. That's a good one. That's that's almost like a reverse Isekai, right? Because somebody goes from a fa- well, a, like what we would consider a fantasy world into our world. So I think you'd have to maybe if you looked at a couple of those, that would be cool. Uh, Jurasan, I forget what the what the hell the name is. Like Jurasan won't be stopped or something like that. Can't remember what it was called. Uh, that's like a reverse. A reverse uh, isekai. Um, I don't think there's. I can't think of too many other ones. Uh, somebody mentioned recreators. Okay, yeah, okay. That's not a bad one. That's one I've always wanted to watch. It's on uh, Amazon Prime, I think. And and Michael and Johnny were trying to get me to watch it. And to be honest with you, I really should have watched it because it actually seems like it's kind of cool. It's like where these people are writing their. Uh, these people who write like manga and stuff and comics and I think even like video games too. Uh, their characters start coming to life and shit. And it's oh man, it looks so awesome. So yeah, that could be that could be pretty good. Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm sure there's a lot. It's just I think it's easier to get that medieval fantasy. Like, it, I mean, how many? Hmm. Actually, no, that's not true, huh? Because if we think about like 
JRPGs, they could really be anything, right? Like Final Fantasy VII is set in a in a futuristic dystopian landscape. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with with, with what I was going to think about before. But anyway, why don't we go over to the next post here? Got time for a couple more. Um, sorry, the donuts are still kicking in right now. Uh, what do you love about anime? I mean, everything. <laughs> Let's see what the question actually is. After going through all the negative, disgruntled comments in a thread about what people hate about anime, I feel like a little down about the community. So many people here thrive off shit talking and negativity. It's downright depressing. What are some things that made you fall in love with anime? Um, well, first off, I just I, I always want to point out that uh, whenever somebody talks shit about anime, it's probably not without merit, right? Like if they are talking about the fact that I don't know, like like women are are being uh, what objectified or whatever, uh, that's a very valid point. Like I'm I don't have anything to say back to that point, um, but you can't base it because there's so many anime that's like such a that's such a small sample size as well right um and then also it depends on what else you're looking into an anime like it'd be like if you were watching like modern western media today and you were to say oh my god this you know I, this is something that i've had to like push back a little bit right is oh my god they're just pushing some type of uh some type of uh political agenda i mean yes that's kind of what most <laughs> most western media is nowadays so i have to kind of you know tell myself like yes you're you're i'm expecting some type of some type of political moral message at this point but will they give me what i also want which is entertainment right i go to the movies to be entertained so uh or you know watch streaming services to be entertained as well so uh so along with that like if you're not a huge person that's into fan for excuse me fan service and maybe you might want to find an anime that doesn't doesn't deal with it as much right um but anyway uh things that i i love about anime you know well first off i just have to say the japanese language is perfect for for dramas man because i don't know i mean when you speak japanese there's so many um syllables that go into something that it's hard for see when i'm talking right now it's hard for me to to get the syllables out. Whereas if you're talking in, in Japanese or something like that, like, wakarimashita, you know, instead of saying, like, I understand. See, it doesn't sound as, like, as frantic when you say wakarimashita, right? But when you say wakarimashita, and then you, like, go into this whole other sentence that takes, like, a bunch of syllables, and it, because it, I think it's because of the consonant sounds of it. Um, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I don't know why, but I, because, you know, I'm watching Fairy Tale in dubbed, right? But I watch a lot of subbed anime. I'm always wondering why the dubbed, uh, sorry, why the subbed hits different uh, sometimes because, you know, when I'm watching too much subbed, I, I sometimes when I go to dubbed, I'm like, what, why can't my brain connect this? And I think it might be just because of the, the, the difference in like the emotional, and it doesn't mean like these people are, <clears throat> it doesn't mean that these people, the, the actors are at fault or anything like that. I think it's mostly to do with the English language and how it's, when we talk about that as opposed to the Japanese language, it's so expressive. And when you have that many consonants in a, uh, that many consonants in a, in a word, in a sentence, right. It really hits home kind of like a drum beat. Right. Whereas we have a lot of us, whereas, uh, you know, in Japanese, it's always anno, etto, you know, when they do, they, they do the, I forget what the, what the word for that is called when they use it. Uh, it's basically whenever you say, uh, or anything like that. I remember my sister took French and y'all, yeah, instead of saying, uh, you had to say like, eh, you know, like with an E-H or something like that. So in, in Japanese, typically, ano or etto, you know, that kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't really know what it is about Japanese, but, but dude, I mean, pff, dude, I, I, 
just finished Katora the other day, and bro, I that that shit fucking killed me, bro. Whoo, man, just I mean, you know, you don't understand a word that's saying, and sure you're reading the subtitles, but man, dude, when you hear that the that that poor girl's uh you know voice in in expressing yourself to somebody or you know just anything like that, it's so when you hear Naruto's speech, man, they hit different in Japanese. They just do. Uh, the other thing I love about anime is the fact that they're willing to go places where other mediums really can't go. Because, I mean, anime, I mean, granted, this is a, this is the downfall of anime as well, is the licensing. Um, the li- they're licensed to so many different places that they're not just, it's not just like, oh, all of these are on Cartoon Network and they have to be, they have to be uh, censored for this reason or this reason, right? It's literally, you know, hey, there's an, you can make an anime about anything. If it sells, it sells, you know, go for it. And that kind of, I think you kind of need that in, in arts, in the arts, because when we're talking about the arts, we have to, you, there has to be some type of limitless feeling to expression or else if you put a box on it, it's, it's, you can feel it. Like it's, it's almost like a tracing, right? I, like, I remember I, one of my sister's friends used to trace like pictures of Sailor Moon and you could tell that they were traced a little bit. Whereas when you see somebody who who is fully like, who is fully like written it from scratch and added their own little you know add, added like a little bit, um, added some some other things to it, I mean man that thing goes, it, it goes so much deeper because you can see a little bit of themselves in that. So anyway, I mean there's a lot to love about anime: the storylines, the, the the tropes that are funny. As long as you you know as long as you watch enough anime, you can kind of get it. I don't know. Just there's a lot there. So. Uh, but this this question I thought was very interesting. Did you ever experience pads post anime depression syndrome? This this is me all the way here. Uh, so let's read what they have to say. It's not a big deal for me in anime, yet I experienced it once for sure when I finished the little bust uh, the little busters franchise. Kept thinking about the animes weeks after because I loved the series a whole lot and honestly did not want it to end. I couldn't even sleep at all. I couldn't even sleep at all for uh, for the day I finished the series because I was still in deep thought about it. There were other candidates like the Aria series, Sere no Moribito, and uh, Skiga Kire. Um, oh, yeah, dude, that was a good one, which got me rattled, but got, I got over quickly. Uh, if you if you had such experiences, how did it go for you, and how severe did it develop? Okay, I have the perfect one for you. You're a lion, April. I finished this series, guys, and this shit had me feeling all kinds of ways. Like I almost, I almost put in a, an audition for The Voice, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" I, I realized I was just too like, because you know, I mean, the the main message of that show is to go out and do something. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, like do go out and do the thing that you want to do despite your fear of it. And to be honest with you, I think I brought some of that philosophy into this into this podcast and into YouTube in general. So. Um, but dude, I was telling Johnny, like there were times where I, I would wake up so early because I didn't, I, so I don't want to spoil the series, but I didn't want the lingering sadness of the series ending to, to affect me. So I would wake up like six o'clock and just be like, all right, it's time to get up. It's time to go get something. You know, you know how like there's that grogginess when you wake up where you're like, uh, you know, just kill me now. Or, you know, just let me go back to sleep for five more minutes. I was like, no, 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 no. I cannot go to sleep anymore because now that I'm conscious, um, I'm going to think about that ending and I'm going to feel depressed again. So I don't want, I didn't want that. And I was, yeah, I was just really, um, I, I really was like trying to avoid it. Um, but yeah, dude, I have to say that series really had a big effect on me. I'm, I, there are a lot of other ones. Anahana was a big one. 
Um, I, I feel that, but I do feel very minor spurts about of it every single time I finish an anime. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example of one. Naruto, right? When Naruto finished, obviously Boruto came in and didn't leave me too much time to grieve, which I would have kind of liked. I, I think I would have liked at least maybe like a year to grieve. But then again, I mean, who knows where the hell we'd be in the story by now if we if we waited that long. So I think for me, uh, I think for me, like post-anime depression syndrome, you know, it's interesting. There's this guy named Chael Sonnen in, in MMA, and he talks about post-fight depression syndrome. And I don't know if that's what he calls it, but that's what I assume it is. But he was saying, even if you win a fight, there's this little piece of depression that comes with it, with with the with the 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 fight. That it's like you know you worked so hard, right? You you worked so hard to peak yourself for this moment, and now it's over. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if you just went on. Well, obviously, not fighting's not exactly like this, but uh, to some fighters it is because it's so hard. But like vacation, right? When you go through a vacation, you have this great time, and then you have to go back, right? Let's say you go out to Hawaii, and then you have to take the plane, the plane ride back, and you have to think about, oh, I'm going to go back to school, or I'm going back to work on Monday, and I got to think about this. It has, I think it has a lot to do with that idea, right? Like, even if it is something that is very good, when it's over, there's a sense of loss. There's a sense of, of um, confusion about what's going to happen next. There's a sense of, I mean, especially if, if the show ended and you're like, I, mean, I wonder what happened to these characters after this, you know? I mean, you know, and your imagination goes crazy. And I think that's that's a sign of really good storytelling. And I don't mind that kind of a, uh, I don't know if I'd call that a cliffhanger because obviously that's the ending. But, you know, I, I, I really like that. Like at the end of Orange, there was a, kind of this, there was this ending where you're kind of not sure exactly what will happen to the characters, but you have a good feeling. But at the same time, there are some things that really, um, there, there are some things in there that you start to question, like, uh, you know, Kakaru's mental health. Is he going to be okay? You know, if this happened once, will it happen again? Just, just all these things that happen at the end of the series that I think should happen, right? If, if you know how to write a good story, but... Anyway, guys, remember you can check out All Things Casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at animecasuals with an S, real, R-E-A-L, at gmail.com. As always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.